There are two aspects to this gospel. The first part is about faith. The second part is about mm, service, about a certain kind of service, serving our master, serving our Lord, serving God. And getting into this service to such an extent that we're able to look only at our master and say, we are merely servants. We have done no more than our duty. And I was thinking when preparing this homily, I was um, seeing that there are two, maybe three stages in this. Uh, If I look at that first part where it speaks about faith, having faith the size of a mustard seed, and you'll move the mountains. I have to ask myself, where is that faith, you know? And I see that that is the big question, because I don't personally believe that we're having a crisis of vocations. I don't believe that we're having a crisis on any other level except for this one. It's a crisis of faith, simply. Do we actually believe? And is it more than just, um, I come to Sunday Mass because of culture, or I come to Sunday Mass because it's right, or I come to Sunday Mass because that's what we do. I don't know. Whatever. Fill in the blank. But that first point of faith, the size of a mustard seed, is absolutely essential. And we can't skirt around that anymore. In my life, I remember at least two major conversions, very concretely. And then I remember many more, of course, like little conversions, because I think I'm still converting, by the way. Um, But I remember when I was young, uh, 13, 13, and it was my first encounter with the Almighty. The first moment in my life where I believe I had explicit faith. Because, you know, in baptism, we believe that faith is put into the heart of everybody, but that's passive. It's a possibility. But it has to pass into actual. And I remember very clearly what was going on. There were a few things. It was a period of six months or so where I really sensed the presence of God because we went on a pilgrimage in my family. I know of other people that had similar experiences with retreats or youth ministry or other things, but for me it was a pilgrimage that really flipped me. And it was the first time where I felt his presence and that I was loved. And I needed that. There were also other moments where I was part of the charismatic renewal when I was little and a little bit older and a little bit older. Um, But especially when I was first at that moment of when I was 13 years old where someone prayed over me and I was slain in the spirit, as we say. And I felt what the presence of the Holy Spirit within me. We say that sometimes God gives that grace of being slain in the Spirit simply because He wants you to experience in a shock at all at once what the saints experience in their prayer life. want you to know why. Why people pray. 
So it's like giving you a taste of what, through perseverance in the spiritual life, you are called to. And that was what it was for me. I didn't have anyone to tell me what I just said. I discovered that over time. But at 13, when someone prayed over me and I felt the presence of God within, and I just laid on my back, you know, in awe, knowing I was loved, that was my first conversion. And that's where faith, that seed, was planted in me. I needed shock treatment, too, because I was born and raised in California. And California is a strange place. In the States, pretty much everything you hear about from the States that's kind of weird comes from California. <laughs> California. And I was in the heart of it, right next to San Francisco, and in the Silicon Valley. And moving forward, though, I saw that I was still confused. I knew God was alive and working. I had faith, but I didn't have direction, you know? And we live in a confusing time, especially with all the information that's coming out nowadays. Just think of Google alone. I don't need to talk too much about it, but Google's immense. And how much information we have at the tip of our fingers is confusing. I didn't have any direction. And so my spiritual life did not advance at all. In fact, it went backwards quite a bit. We had some crazy things that maybe I'll save for other homilies, you know, that went on in those years. But I myself knew God was alive. And I didn't believe in institutional churches or I didn't believe in any kind of um, formal religion or anything like that. I loved Buddhism and Taoism, or Taoism, if you like. And I wanted to study those two religions for the rest of my life. And it was my second conversion that was really important. And that was the one that flipped me so that I knew after my second conversion that I needed to place my life at the service of the Almighty. And that was very important. Always remember that if a baby cries at Mass, what are you supposed to do? Use it like an alarm. Say, first of all, say, praise God that mothers are bringing babies to church. And second thing you got to say in your heart is, God's telling me I should pay attention to the homily. <laughs> Uh, now, that second conversion, I think, happens in everybody's life. And it needs to if it hasn't happened yet. The first conversion and the second. That second conversion in my life was where I realized that I had to place my life at his service. Lay it out completely. It was like a fire welling up within me. And I wanted to be consumed by his love. But... What happened was, all of a sudden, like a hunting dog that's sniffing around, you know? It's sniffing around, can't find the prey. And all of a sudden, he smells it. He's like, I know where it is. And that was my second conversion. And then I was on a hunt. And I wanted to go with everything I could to lay my life out for my brothers and sisters. I remember thoughts, simple thoughts in my mind. Like, if my life, in my life, I could help one other person, it's worth it, because I'm one. 
And that gave me the courage, because I didn't know if I could do more than that, you know? I didn't know if I could do more than that. I didn't want to, it's still definitely worth, and it gives me meaning to lay my life out for one other, let alone many. And so I went off to go find out who is God, because at that moment of my second conversion, I realized at that moment that what we say about Jesus Christ, that God is love, and that he has loved us so much that he became man, that movement, that God is love and loved us so much that he became man so that he might be with me? And not only that, that he loved us so much that he didn't just become man. Today, right now, he's giving himself to me in the Eucharist? That blew my mind. And I knew at that moment, if he's giving his whole self for me, then I'm going to give my whole self for him. And real service is not about what I do. It's about forgetting myself out of love for you. And it was at that moment that I realized I needed to channel my life towards this and give my whole being towards something beautiful and meaningful. And that is a major step. Those first two steps are just the first two steps in anyone's spiritual growth. If you haven't gone through those first two steps, then, yeah, you're hopefully a baby. (laughs) Hopefully you're a baby in spiritual life. Because those two steps are essential. Are essential. And I pray that as a parish, as a parish as a whole, we can start to walk together towards the Lord and walk through those steps, respecting each, wherever you are. Because you don't have to push, you know. But we do have to know where we're going. That if we're here in this parish, we're here to grow. We're not only here for the most obvious, which is to love God. (laughs) That's the most obvious. But we're here to grow, to mature, to grow spiritually. Very often, the church doesn't help us too much with that. And that is a frustration. And that needs to change. It doesn't help us to walk forward in maturity in our Christian life. Often, at best, what we do is just show where Jesus is, which is already great. That's already something. But we have to learn to walk together and to invite everyone to walk with us towards the Lord so that while we may have a human maturity that is very great, we don't have a spiritual maturity which is still a baby. That our spiritual faith might not just be a mustard seed, but it might grow into the plant where this bush, this bush becomes larger than all the others and is able to take in all the birds of the land, which would be the next step, which would be stage three, which would be adulthood. A true adult who is Catholic 
has a heart so large they could take in the world. A heart so large that they become like that mustard plant where all can find refuge in their heart and all are turned towards the Lord. And if that's not why we're here, then I don't know why. I really don't know why we would even exist. Might as well just close down the church and go home. You know? That is the reason why we're here, is to love Christ, offer our life for Him, and grow evermore. Because if we're not going for Him or towards Him, we're going backwards. It's not a static thing. It's not a I believe and then everything is okay. It's a dynamic. It's either going towards Christ or going away. And if it's a going away thing, then why bother? And so I share that with you because I was meditating on the gospel and those two different passages, I couldn't see how they tie together. And if I see it in the level of stages, I do. And so whether you're in that first stage of simple faith, of believing, you're in that second conversion where you want to lay out your life, or you're at that third where you're a true apostle, allowing through your prayer everyone to dwell in your branches. Let us go forward together as a parish and do what it takes over the next two years, four years, five years, to form our parish so that our parish is growing, is not only growing, but is walking, not only walking, but also dwelling in the heart of Christ.